Hello. Hello. Oh my God, this is weird. Is it weird to you? Yeah. This is really weird, but very exciting. Yeah. Try not mm-hmm. to be too like done over by the moment. So this is episode one of Whips and Giggles. Woo. Woo. This is this has been a while in the making, hasn't it? It has. Well, we've been thinking about it for a few months. Let's we're be fantasizing about it for a few yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And then every time we've had a conversation that has remotely been something we could have put in the podcast, you're like, shh. Don't say anything. We need to say that for the podcast. I already know that the audience is going to be listening to this specific bit and going, why is it called Whips and Giggles, though? Uh-huh. So okay. should we just get straight into it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Yeah. So, who are you? I'm Lanny. And I'm Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the podcast about? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, it's going to be a little bit about, I suppose, our lives in the world of kink. Yeah. The forbidden topic of kink. I don't. I don't think it's that forbidden, but it used to be. I it suppose. used to be. It's a little bit more. We live in a different now, world now. We definitely I, do. And I suppose while I like to think that this is going to be sort of like a way that people can listen and think about kink and what the world's like, and it, taking the fantasy away from it a little bit, I also want it to be sort of like a little diary for us. Mm-hmm. What we get up to. Yeah. What we enjoy. People we meet along the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. That, that was my fantasy for it. Uh-huh. And when we first started speaking about it, I really fantasised about the idea of having a comedy-esque podcast where we can talk about the things that you shove in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not that many things yet. Not that many yet things yet. Is We're the getting most there, important word we've got there. Yeah. there. We'll get to that, though. We've got a few episodes to get to that one. <laughs> Got to lube it up a little bit first. But you're missing out the major fact that this is meant to be funny. We're not here to educate anyone. And you're the comedian. Yeah. So it's literally no, his yeah, job. It's not unknown. I am actually a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. who occasionally likes to do some kinky shit. I'm merging the two worlds for the first time. And I think this podcast is always meant to be about me doing the funny bit and you're my lovely girlfriend. I'm not funny. Is that what you're trying no, to say? No, 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 no. You, you're funny in your own right, for sure. But, like, I obviously... I say I get paid for it, but I don't get paid that often. I'm not professionally funny, is what you're You're not professionally say. funny? Yeah, yeah. No. I'll take that. Have you ever been paid to do anything sexual? Never. Never. So you're not even professional. You have, haven't I you? I have, yeah. We'll get to that. You're not going to tell them? No, again, we're going to lube it up before we get to that <laughs> shit. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to give the fucking game away on episode one, am I? Right, so. Okay, let's Lan. just discuss why I Lan. am Lanny. Yeah, okay. Oh, Lan. Okay, so Jake calls me Lan. That's my nickname. Lanny is the name that I use in the world of kink. It's not my real name. It is a pseudonym. And that's because I have a really boring, corporate style, full-time, nine-to-five job. And I don't want to lose it, I'm not going to lie, unless this podcast makes me millions, so come on. Yeah, so... Made all the listeners and then I, I can... You know what, I'm just going to say the names. Love, Hunter, Adam and Eve, fucking <laughs> fuck it. I'll take on Summers at this point. It's basically Costco for dildos, isn't it? But, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that like you're addressing early now as well. We said this when we was doing this first episode. I wanted to get it as early in as possible, that I don't give a shit about being called out for what sort of kinky shit that I'm getting you up really to. You really don't. But I understand that, like in your world and obviously just the world in general it's kind of like a girl having an OnlyFans most of them keep it secret don't they and then mm-hmm. like you like you find a way around it and until you make loads of money and then you're in the fucking Daily Mail that, <laughs> what was, it was a girl in Tesco wasn't it that was like a, she was like stacking shelves by night dildos by evening or something like that she's smart that's what she, she is she's fucking she making smart. bank not gonna lie I did have an OnlyFans for a brief period of time you did have an OnlyFans mm. yeah I've not even heard much about that no, nah it didn't last long. It was really hard work. Were you, you know? scared about that not being anonymous? Yeah, well, I did what I'm doing now with this. So I had my pseudonym. Mm. I blurred my face, which you'll all see on Instagram. Don't show my face. And it was hard because, I mean, I even Googled at the time, you know, how many OnlyFans girls don't show the face? Is yeah. there a market for it? And there's one girl that's really famous and she's like making millions off it. So yeah. it's like, it is doable, but it's very hard to create any form of porn without showing your face completely. So I'm going to sound like, and uh, this, is, this is me admitting this to you, I only follow free OnlyFans accounts. Yeah. Have, I, have I told you this? No. No. So like, doesn't surprise me. Though. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I bit. I'm fucking skinned. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Clearly, comedy's not doing that well. <laughs> but like, um, so one of the ones that I follow, uh, it's called like Asian Girl Next Door. Okay. Right? And it's all oh. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she doesn't show her face in any of the content, and she okay. is fucking killing it. So I can yeah. tell you that that market is there. But mm. also, she's proper fucking slutter. 
like the shit she says and does. Do you know what I mean? It's ticking that market. She's just doing I mean? it right. But yeah, I only follow like three people on there. So. There's definitely a market for it, but being an OnlyFans girl is a full-time job in itself. And I don't care what anyone says, like girls that do that and have jobs on the side, uh, really, on they're working hard, really hard. And you've got to have all of the skills to market yourself really well. That's a major part of it. And I think, do you know what? It's, it's more the sort of like, you have to learn how to market yourself in the certain areas that people are looking for OnlyFans and paying for content though. So it's like, I always found it dead weird because like, I don't want to name the person, but I used to date a girl who's now a really famous uh, porn star. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Did I know this? But it's her and a boyfriend <laughs> that do content together. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I just went on a few dates with her, and this was before mm. the days of her doing OnlyFans and that sort of thing. And she was always kind of like, I don't want to give the game away. She was always kind of like the Hoff Goff girl. Hot Goff girl. Her market, even when she was like, just taking sort of like photos of herself and stuff like that, like online was always these dudes just like, oh, Goff mummy, all that type of shit, right? Your kind of girl. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Cough mummy. Yeah, and um, now like, like she's moved away from where we live. I, I don't. I, I, I couldn't, should I say where we live? We live in Manchester. We, we live in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she moves. We're she, Northerners. She moves, they'll tell. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. hear your accent and they'll know. I think my accent's a bit of a fucking giveaway. Isn't it? Yeah, That's exactly. a fucking problem. But yeah, so she moved away from Manchester and her and a fellow and now are fucking killing it. And I mean, like in the millions, I think. Nearly. Are you, you going to get your dick out then? Oh, is we're that what you're it? saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Be, I'm going to do it. You're going to have to fair, provide. We've, we've got a Berlin holiday to pay for. So, like, <laughs> if I get my cock out and hey, it, gets, it pays the holiday. Returning to it is not off the cards. I would consider it one day again, for sure. Yeah. I didn't do it for long, purely because I didn't have the time. That was my, yeah, my main reason. Yeah, it's a lot of time to it because it's... Effort. Yeah. So much effort. So I only found out there's a whole market for people that manage girls' OnlyFans accounts and pretend to be them. You know about this, right? No. So there's, I need one of them. <laughs> yeah, so so there's this guy, I can't remember his name. He was on Danny Mullen, a YouTube comedian's show. Right. Um, and he interviewed him and he pretends to be these girls because obviously you speak to your fans on there, don't you, directly? Yeah. And they, yeah, yeah. So he gets paid per hour, like so much insane, like $60 an hour to pretend to be all these different girls. So oh nine times God. out of 10 fellas, when you're speaking to a girl on OnlyFans, if she's from America, chances are it's just some dude with like greasy hair just telling you to wank off into a bin or oh, whatever. Oh, that's just bursting <laughs> everyone's bubble now. That's good. Sorry. That's smart though. Sorry, uh, I think I would do that because like any of the girls that are doing it themselves and sat there, they're not there like, every, you know, everything they're saying like, oh yeah, I'm like going to get off over you and all of this. They're not. They're yeah. sat there in the PJ with the brew on the sofa just chilling out and making money off you sat there wanking to it that's yeah. what's happening so like the fantasy it also matters it's all a fantasy, fantasy though, isn't, isn't it, it? Yeah. sorry that's me getting my back up there a little bit because I like to think about like <laughs> all my fellas out there paying for content I like to think that you're speaking to your dream girl and she's really sticking a thumb up her ass for you and <laughs> she might be doing that but not for you not she'll for just you. be yeah, getting a lot of money the, the selling it to a lot of people good. yeah, yeah. The decimal uh-huh. points better be good for that <laughs> while we're on the topic of you being anonymous can you explain any potential time where your worlds have nearly crossed over? I nearly got blackmailed once. Yeah. Right. But like I say nearly got blackmailed, I thought he was going to blackmail me. But in the end, he was just laughing and joking about it. But I was like, oh, like shit, this is not good. So it wasn't that It wasn't that bad. Do, <laughs> I, know, do I know this person? No, no, no. no. I, don't, I don't think I've ever told you this. It was quite a long time ago. To be fair, it's when I first got into FetLife, which I guess we're going to come to shortly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And it was obviously somebody that had known me, but he'd known me a long, long time ago. Um, Probably about... 10 years ago was the last time I spoke to this guy and mm. I had him on Facebook still. But you know, one of the, everyone has Facebook full of people who haven't spoke to for years. Yeah. So he'd seen my pictures of my house and I'd put a picture up on FetLife in my front room. But on oh. Facebook, he'd seen a picture of me in my front room as well with clothes on, right? So he'd looked and it is a bit creepy because how did he know that how was... How did he merge the like, two? You know, that's pretty weird to be like, I've seen that front room before. Do you know what I mean? That's fucking stalking shit. It is shit, weird, that. in it, right? So, and then he messaged me on Facebook and he goes... Are you on Fat Life? And I was like, you on know, Facebook? Hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your mum asking you what you're doing for dinner? Dropped. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't even know to say yes or no to this. Like, how do I play this? And then I didn't even respond. And I'm pretty sure, like, straight after he was just like, I've just seen a picture and realized it's your front room. Like, he admitted how he'd worked Fuck it out. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, all right, like, yeah, are you on there? And then I was like, what's your username? Because I thought I need to get ammunition on him quick, right? <laughs> tactical moves this um, so he told me his username straight away and I was like okay he wouldn't have done that and I went on and I could tell it was him it, well, he didn't have his face in it either but you could just tell it was did him did he have a small dick 
No, we had a big dick, actually. Surprisingly big dick. I would, a small I would have guy. liked to have fought there, Jamie. I'm not going to... Sorry, yeah. Introducing producer Jamie producer in the background Jamie's in the over background there. Like, I, I was opening the back of my mind now. Someone's going for my girlfriend. I at least wanted to have a small cock. <laughs> no. No, honestly. And, but he was quite a small guy. So, you know, like I was saying this to you the other day. Big guy, you think a big dick. Small guy, you think Yeah, but small. we know quite a few guys that have got giant cocks. There is exceptions to these rules, and he was one of them people, for sure. Anyway, he just chatted to me a little bit about it and the scene, and he weren't really involved in it anymore, whatever. And yeah, I was just yeah. like, okay, let's never talk about that again. Before we move on to like any of the other stuff that we've got to talk about, can we just talk about why anonymity in the kink scene is like kind of important for some people and less yeah, for others? Yeah, yeah. I mean, What's I your think... take on it? It's hard because I don't want to be anonymous. Just to clarify for the audience as well, like we obviously met through Fet. We did meet on Fet Life. They don't might not know what Fet Life is. It's like Facebook. For it's kinksters. like Facebook for people who like to I don't know go dogging or if you're into <laughs> stabbing people or if you're into being spanked or if you're into having your pussy tasered. There's some real extremes in there. Jamie's <laughs> poor face in the background <laughs> right now. We uh, saw that the other day, Jamie. Someone get the someone pussy got the tasered. pussy tasered right in front of us. No, really. I'm not, you think I'm joking? <laughs> I'm not. not. And the worst part was, it's just our mate. <laughs> our little Bilbo. That's our what we're going to call Yeah, we're going to call. Because she's tiny. Yeah, she's tiny. She looks like a hobbit. Yeah, yeah. But she can fit crazy amounts of things in a vagina. Uh-huh, yeah. It's like stretch Armstrong. <laughs> anyway, so like anonymity in the kink scene. Yeah, yeah. So I have always wanted to be like, fuck it. I'm putting everything out there. I yeah. want to live like my life, how I want to live it. And then you get like brought right back down to reality when you think, what if your boss sees that, you know? And that's yeah. my biggest one. It's work. And my parents, I'll be honest, like... I, I, they're quite conservative out of my family yeah, yeah, like, and, and like I don't want to disappoint them in any way and they would be very disappointed if they saw something like that about me online this podcast if they knew what this was about they'd have something to say so I'm just very wary of it but work is really the biggest one because I need to pay the bills man and if somebody sees that and it's a client of mine mm-hmm. I would just lose all respectability even though I shouldn't, it's wrong, Yeah, I would. Also, do you know what? There is an element about keeping it sexy as well. I know that some people mm. like the fact that they live two lives, and I respect that. I do love it. Because it keeps it sort of like behind closed doors, seedy. Yeah. Like, and that's part of people's like fantasy sometimes in it as well. Mm-hmm. But I do genuinely, at the back of my mind, go like... Because I don't really... Other than what I do when I'm not doing stand-up so i work a few different jobs obviously when i'm not doing stand-up <laughs> but i don't think any of them give a shit what i'm up to when i'm fucking not it's just doing not that. that like corporate lifestyle is it i can tell you yeah. like in terms of like the work that i do even in stand-up there is a lot of people and shout out to like people like mild high club um shout out to obviously the guys that have a word and shout out mm. to the guys that like you know dead men talking that's all comedy podcasts that have recently started going to sex clubs and like yeah, having a laugh and really it, like, like you know having 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 a moment there where they've like gone into this space and brought it to a world where like because comedy and like kink are sort of like in my eyes they're kind of like the same sort of like seedy worlds in a way because like comedians naturally mm-hmm. are darker people and like you know mm-hmm. a bit damaged you know speaking for yourself speaking yeah. for myself and yeah. the things I like to put in my bum <laughs> and then <laughs> no you're right though that is true but like yeah. in the corporate world it does and we know a lot of people in very high positions in the corporate world yeah. in various different jobs that for like sure. have to remain anonymous no matter what mm-hmm. and that to me is kind of it's kind of sad but also if they're getting off on it like it makes me happy if that's what they need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And like you just said, the double world thing is a massive part of it. Yeah. Like, as much as I would like to just combine it and go fuck it to everything, it is like, kind of hot being like, oh, they don't know what I did on the weekend. Does it feed into your fantasy? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know what's what's better to be anonymous or, or not. not. I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if there is a right There's or no wrong There's no pressure there. for you. Like, you're, yeah. you're good at keeping the worlds blended and still not getting in trouble. I had either. to learn that for sure, though, to keep them separate yeah. and how to do it. But. Yeah, it's working for now. So, solid segue then. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get started in kink? Do you want to go first or shall I go first? You go first. You want me to go first? I think yours is... Uh... Mine's a bit of a weirder story than yours. Yeah, exactly. So, for reference, I've been on and off in the kink scene now for maybe 10 years. Um, When I first discovered that I was into things that weren't just traditional missionary, close your eyes, turn the lights off. (laughs) (laughs) It was like around the early Tumblr time. So I was dating a lot of, you know, emo-y type girls that were big into Tumblr and big into like doing sexy photos and like the internet. And obviously now it's a bit of a grey area. Um, But this was before OnlyFans, fellas, so I was getting it for free. And I've already... (laughs) 
dick. And, um, I, Tumblr was like a fucking, it was like a safe haven for like, basically just being a bit weird and sexual, like without being any stigma to it. And yeah. especially in like the world, that I, like I grew up like emo and metally and all that type of shit. And like the, the sort of alternative girls use this as like a platform to just like, be cool but also be sexy and like get mm-hmm. like and there was like this whole following thing that happened and i was basically using tumblr at that point for like scouting for girls do you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah like the sexier mm-hmm. the tumblr the more interested i was and i discovered this one girl that was super into knife kink now mm. for those of you that don't know what a knife kink is it's not like scream stab him you know that it's not that serious kill him kill him yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a... people do go to that conclusion I think don't yeah because it like, sounds serious doesn't it when someone yeah. says knife king but she, she had like really artistically well taken like nudes yep where she was have like lads like you know sort of like doing things with a, with a knife like cutting her clothes off or one specific shot that I really liked was a guy was like pushing her chin up with a knife mm-hmm. and she was really hot naked she was covered in tattoos she had like a nipple space and stuff like that and like I was fascinated by that I like to think of it as like not my sexual awakening, but like definitely my kink awakening. Because yeah. I've seen things on there that fascinated me. I, I wasn't aware of latex. I wasn't aware of BDSM. I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of any of this stuff. And it was before all that Fifty Shades of Grey, shove a cucumber up your fanny type shit. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was, it, and, and, and that's kind of become the cringy side of kink now. But this was sort yeah. of like the underground sexy side of it. Past that point, uh, when, I, when I was in university, I had to find a sustainable way of getting a job. Uh, <laughs> and land's laughing Still trying to do that now. I'm sorry about this Jamie mate but you're going to learn a lot about me in this next hour <laughs> so I was doing performance at university I was figuring myself out in terms of like what I wanted to do with myself and I was working in bars mainly and then I was shooting a lot of because I did a lot of like film photo at the time I was just doing film photo of my friends film photo of, of like people I got along with and that sort of thing. And I saw an advertisement for an adult photographer for a swingers club in Salford. Yeah, no more than that. Yeah. (laughs) I met the guy who runs this establishment and he was like, would you be interested in shooting like sex parties and that sort of thing, right? So I was like, I was like fucking... 18, 19, like, yeah, fucking too, right? I want to see as much funny as possible. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, I uh, immediately started shooting with him. I went to that club a few times and shot, like, a swingers event, which was just, like, your mum and your dad fingering each other in a fucking jacuzzi, right? It's not the sexiest thing in the world, is it? No, it was, like, an older crowd, do you know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't, like... We've it, seen it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. But then he said, would be interested in shooting, like, kink events? And at this time, they was only just starting to host kink events. And to me, obviously, I'd seen some stuff on Tumblr, but I wasn't aware of how broad that spectrum was, right? And mm. I remember shooting uh, my first kink event there, and it was a submissive women, dominant male party so you would bring women to the party mm-hmm. who were your submissives and the dominant male would then like share wives share submissives all that type of stuff right they had full reign of the establishment and then basically what would happen at this situation was i got told to shoot the jacuzzi mainly because it was like the sexiest part oh. of the club right you got to wait oh i don't know what your definition of love soup is <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, there was things going on in that jacuzzi that, and it's quite common at sex clubs, but there was things going on in that jacuzzi specifically that night that you probably shouldn't do in a jacuzzi if you're going to use it all night. A lot of piss. I'll be be brutal with you. And it started to look more and more and more like Monster Energy Drink. It was bright, luminous green by the end of the night. And then at the right end of the night, a gay submissive couple came in. So a fella and his fella, Mm -hmm. right? And they walked over and they were like, oh, you're taking photos. Da, 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 da. I've not told you this bit. I think I might have told you briefly a little bit about it. And then they were like, can you take some photos of this? So he takes his fella into the water on a lead and then immediately gets a jug out and makes him start drinking the water. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, as I said, love soup, each to their own. Don't <laughs> knock it till you've tried it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to kink shame anyone. But... As my first experience of shooting a kink event, I was fucking dumbfounded by this. That's a lot. It was a lot. That's a lot. It was a lot. Now, you telling me that story then, I just laughed. Yeah. Because that's not a lot now, but when you're that age and you've not seen it all. It was my first experience of it. And then past that point, I shot a few private parties um, and I started playing. So I would go to a private event. I met a few like professional dominatrixes and stuff like that. I can't say the names, but they're still very active. Mm. I met a few club owners. I met a lot of people doing a lot of different kink, a lot of artistic people, a lot of rich people just doing it because they get off on it. And I went to a lot of stately homes, which I can't disclose the areas of because they'll probably still be in use from now. And I shot 
everything from just your regular BDSM events to really extreme like dominatrix, cock and ball, torture type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not for me, but if you like it, happy days. It's hard so to I, watch. Never mind photograph. No, as it well. is. It's really hard to watch. Yeah. But there's something funny about it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> I shot a lot of these events and then started getting involved in the play. My sort of taste for it picked up around that time. I've had ups and downs of it since then. I've been in a few vanilla relationships before meeting Lan, and then. Now I'm sort of back in full-fledged with you, aren't I? And we're kind of going down the road together. Mine was a bit longer than I expected, to be honest. That was a bit longer, but but it was worth the ride, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fascinating that you went in from a perspective of you were just trying to make some money Mm -hmm. and it opened your eyes to something that you never thought. I guess you didn't know whether you would ever see. Like, it's on Tumblr, it's behind the screen. Like, you don't know when that's going to come in front of you, do you? I didn't know it was going to set off something within me in terms of, like, what it did. Like, do you know what I mean? I just thought I'd maybe do the odd bit of fucking tying my girlfriend up and having sex with her stuff every so often. But they really, like, opened my eyes to, like, a lot of the stuff that we're into. Now, I don't want to give it all away on this first episode, to be honest, but I'm going to tickle your balls a little bit, everyone, and just (laughs) say, like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? We're into some shit, you know what I mean? Definitely some shit. Hey, we were going to mention that later on anyway. Yeah, so right. okay, we'll mention. We'll later. tickle the balls a bit more later if yeah, you want. Yeah. If you want, is that your thing? So, so how did you yeah. get started then? Uh, different. So you were a lot younger. I was a lot older, which mm. is quite unusual. I feel in what this age world. Are you roughly? I will have been twenty-seven. I'm thirty now. It's three years ago. Yeah. And I just met somebody, and I was doing the usual what we would call vanilla dating. If you're not into the scene, you're a vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just on Tinder, and I started talking to somebody, and really early on in the conversation with me, he's just like, "Do you know much, or are you into anything to do with BDSM?" And I, honestly, when he said it, my heart dropped because I thought, "Oh no, what's this guy going to try and do to me?" That was where my, my mm. heart went to begin with. And I thought, you know what? Just hear him out. See what he's got to say. I'm a bit curious. Mm. So I did. Heard him out. Went on a date. Went pretty well. And then it was right before COVID. So I met him just before, probably about four or five times before we went into lockdown. Like 2019-ish? No, it was the beginning of 2020. And we went into lockdown in like March, didn't we? So I had about three months of seeing him, probably you know a few yeah, times yeah. a month, whatever. And yeah, he, he did everything. Like Obviously, it didn't end amazingly well, um, but he did introduce me to so much. And he was knowledgeable on it, and he's not the kind of person I would ever go back to now because he was very much a... He's just like a really straightforward, this is how it should be done, Dom, like following protocol and there's a whole process behind it. And Explain it's... to the general listener, because obviously there's going to be a lot of kinky people listening to this, but just for the sake of someone who's never heard you say the word Dom or what that means, what does that entail? What would he make you do? Oh, God. <laughs> So, like, his version of Domin would be, like, making me stand and sit in certain positions, mm-hmm. wait for him. He'd have certain words and actions that would mean I would have to do certain things. I was a service to him, and it did become, like, master-slave. That's another dynamic yeah. that is a bit more extreme than Dom Sub. And he had elements of that that he enjoyed. But I was basically, I did what he said and what he wanted. Yeah. But equally, um, he was he wasn't... Um, he was really respectful. He was following all the consent. You know, there was never any question there. He just didn't play how I like to play now. But he introduced me to so many things and made me realise that's not necessarily what I want now. So, nothing against the guy. That's just the way he likes to do his thing. You we know, we just have a shared like because obviously I identify. I never get to say that word. You know, a straight white guy. I don't really get to use that word often. <laughs> I identify. Uh, I, I identify as someone who's a dom, so more dominant. Yeah, and that is the play that I like. Assume that role when we do that stuff but i'm definitely not your protocol wearing a suit thinking i'm super serious type don't get me wrong when i'm in the headspace and obviously i'm doing the play it's very different isn't it but what you was introduced to to begin with was quite like if you mum open 50 shades of gray a little bit, yeah, I'd yeah, say, yeah, yeah. but he was really knowledgeable. He seems like a and nice he'd guy. been he'd been involved in the scene for about ten years at the time. Yeah, so he yeah. went in from when he was like seventeen to like he was the same age as me, so like twenty seven. So he knew what he was doing. Yeah. And which is why I trusted him heavily from mm. from being introduced to this point. And then along the way, people have said, like, did you not know you're into it younger? Because it is rare to start so late. And I'm like, 
honest answer is not really. But there was times when I'd do what maybe you'd probably call like a bit of Anne Summers kink. Anne Summers kink, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I definitely, yeah, actually, there was furry handcuffs. I was tied by a tie tied around my hands at one point, blindfolded, but like real, like once, like once or twice, like literally not many. Did you tickle your clit? I did. So that's the only thing I can say that I would have done, but that's not kink. That's just a girl that likes to enjoy herself, which should be very normal these days. And it is like, yeah, but I definitely probably got my first vibrator i don't even know exactly how old if i was to hazard a guess i'd say about 16 which now is probably quite old i bet girls do it younger now i i wouldn't be shocked which if, i yeah. champion i don't think there's anything wrong with that i think exploring yourself is good but i think like also making sure that you're not doing it without consenting to yourself like knowing if you so, so like i've noticed you want it yeah yeah yeah. like yeah. someone's not leading the witness that yeah that, that sort of like and you're not my... being pressured into it but if you want to explore your body i'd rather as a girl at like 14 maybe not much younger than 14 was doing yeah. that than doing it with a guy yeah when she didn't want to do that yeah, explore yeah, yeah. yourself know how what gets you off yeah. first yeah, 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 yeah and then when you're ready to go and be with a guy heavy, yeah heavy promote. you've got all of the you know what you're doing you know how to get yourself off you can teach them how to get you off and the minute you start having sex when you're old enough and you're ready to do it you know what you're, doing. you're gonna be having good sex yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than just winging it and having awful experiences i think for years. one thing that we should preference that to say though is like everyone blossoms at different times 100%, for sure and yeah. also what i would say is we're very on the heavy side of kink of like having a connection before we do anything with anyone yeah we're I, not here to give advice though it's purely our opinions no, no and definitely my opinion i know you're of the same is i'm very liberal about sex now yeah. and this is what i would teach my kids if i have kids like yeah, yeah, yeah. i wouldn't be encouraging them to go out and do the things we do never no but if i saw they were exploring in some of this i'd want to have that conversation healthy with conversation them. and for sure. open dialogue for yeah. sure yeah and yeah, like yeah. you say people mature at early ages like i lost my virginity when i was 17 which was quite old i lost mine at 13 then but that's a different exactly different so that's time, just like how yeah. different is that and how different would we have been like when i did it at 17 i was ready to do it i want exactly yeah when we first met you was transitioning from a sub to a bottom do you want to explain what that means so let me no let me go back a little bit further than that so this guy i met and i got into that world through him i then joined fet life which we've already mentioned yeah, and that yeah. just opened my world to so many things i saw everything yeah it's like facebook so it's just pictures of people doing all sorts of stuff and i was just like oh that's interesting i might try that i split up with this guy and then from that point onwards went out with a few different people that were all within the scene and explored and experimented yeah started going to events when covid kind of pissed off and we got that opportunity in some form you know without masks on where possible and the event scene is what really opened it up to me where i started making the friends where i started exploring more because i had them opportunities i explored more non-sexual kink play than i did sexual because i was just friends with these people i didn't have that connection with them and it's always been very important for me if there is going to be a sexual element i need that connection which you've already said it is really open like impact and yeah so rope impact needles were probably the three things that i like really went down the avenue of like heavily um i still do now not so much rope but um yeah, yeah. What's, what's the deal with needles that's a good point it's not like injecting yourself which i think no, people so would I jump think to that's in a it. common misconception yeah it. But I, I for one genuinely and i mean this i'm happy to put needles in her i'm happy to fucking use knives all that type of shit right but if a needle goes anywhere near me i have been known to pass out <laughs> like I do, if I go get your blood done at the hospital, mate, I'm fucking done. I'll be honest with you, and it's it's terrifying. So when I know when people hear needles, they're like, what the fuck are these up to? Do you know what I mean? So it's not like that. Let me explain. It's quite. It's artistic, like the actually. needles that you would put on the end of a syringe to inject somebody, but not connected to kind of through the skin. Yeah. So it's literally just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> just the tip. Um, Who's a comedian now? <laughs> yeah and you just pierce it through like the not it don't go that deep but deep enough to it not just to be the surface it goes a little bit further in and then you pop it mm. back out the other side and you can be really artistic with them you make designs all over yourself like yeah. the most i've ever had on me was 60 needles which was a lot and people do a lot more than that mm. but i'm very proud of that pb yeah that was the kind of thing i got more into and then you mentioned before the transition from bottom to sub and this is why i wanted to mean, go back man, eh? there so while I started doing all of these like non-sexual forms of play with people, I was like, oh, I want to do needles on somebody. Or, you know, I started to not just be there willing to be 
used in a tour, yeah, like, I never fully did that anyway, but I just started to see so many more different avenues than just turning up and being told what to do by a guy who wants to get his rocks off. And sexual stuff did come into that too. So you said this from the day we met, and it's one reason why I was like, I know it's going to work in this sense because mutual pleasure is our thing. Yeah. And I don't want to walk into a situation with a Dom where he's all about getting his rocks off and doing what the fuck he wants, and I just have to take it all. There's a time and place for that, but it's not all the time. It's not all the time. It does exist, and there is elements of it every so often. We definitely do it every so often, but not all the time. It's rare because. Ours is very mutual pleasure. Like, my thing has always been if I'm in a sexual encounter with somebody and I don't have an orgasm what's the fucking point this is why i'm not a sub sounds like a problem am i right fellas (laughs) (laughs) like this is why i'm not a sub and i'll have my moments of it me and you do and but it's only for a short period of time and that's because i know you won't just walk away from me and be like oh you're not having one like you're saying i'm really good at giving orgasms you can have that small compliment yeah (laughs) you just know that i'll be pissed off if i don't get one ladies out there i hope you heard that (laughs) Uh, you heard that. That's the first girl that's ever said that before. Really? <laughs> Taking it back. Nah, to be fair, I've always been about it. Even when I was in the vanilla world, I went, well, obviously, like, one of the things I've kept, I won't pull away from your tangent here, what I will say is one of the best things I kept from female dominatrixes is get the girl off first, mm-hmm. then you get off second. Yeah, that's so important. Um, and for the, I would say 95% of the time, I apply that rule to our sex life, to when we're doing anything with anyone else. Or, it doesn't have to be first, but if they're not going to get off while it's happening, at least come back to them afterwards. Don't like the classic, like, oh, I've come now, I'm going to get up, go bathroom, go to and just leave us sat there. Like, oh, that's happened to me so many times. Like, if you really want to catch up with, like, Last of Us or something like that. (laughs) 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 Right, sub to bottom. So you saw, yeah, your transition to me... Uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, and I'm not going to take away from your voice because everyone's going to shout at me for speaking over a woman. I get it. Classic, Don. Classic. <laughs> You'll do as I say. <laughs> um, obviously, you're evolving in that respect anyway, but evolving's I, a good word. Evolving's for it. a good word for yeah. it. Yeah, that is the term they use in it. The cool kids, the yeah. kinksters. But your transition now has become more about you flirting with these ideas of not switching because no i can't go that far you can't go that far no, it's weird. when it comes to you like doing needles on girls now don't you yeah. so you've like i'm assuming you'd be happy to do cutting with girls i imagine yeah i've done it yeah. to you yeah you've cut me yeah you have you've which cut... is a switchy yeah. act in fact yeah. like technically but i just i don't i don't like labels i don't like them in any way shape or form no because this is again though this is this is why we made this fucking podcast is because we find some of the elements of the world that we're in fucking stupid and cringy and like, awful and the people yeah. that are so like elitist about it we're trying to fucking belittle at all costs because it's not like it's just fucking weird kinky shit why can a girl not just every so often cut her dom or like put needles in him or whatever if they want to flirt with that and they're not breaking their own little fucking dynamic or rules Mm -hmm. or whatever let them do what they're doing they're having a good time but there are people within our world that if they saw you like cutting me for example they'd be like like, oh my god she's broke protocol and all this like that and we fucking hate that just, 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 yeah, just to get that one out there, if you're one of those people, I hate you on a fundamental level. <laughs> you <laughs> like, probably won't enjoy this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably switch it off. But before you do that, try and get a sponsor by Love Honey or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, sub to bottom. That's a good definition of that, isn't it? So, the reason I chose a word for it is because on FetLife, you have to list what you are in the kink scene. Yeah. And there is, like, really vague ones, right? You can put in, and I just didn't want to be that person that was just like, well... I'm just working it through at the moment. I didn't want to be that person. Do you know what I mean? So instead I was like, I'm going to go bottom because that is what I do. I do bottom. So the top is the one that's usually calling the shots. The bottom is usually the one that's taking them. It's mainly a term from the gay world though, isn't it? It is a term from the gay world technically, but it can be used in the kink sense as well. And I do use it in that sense. And it just means that I'm not like a neat little sub that will do anything that you tell us to do. (laughs) I will be a bottom and I will do what I'm told but I will also say I want this to happen so one of the things when we met was me saying to you like I don't ever want to just be dictated by what you want I want to come to you with ideas like I'm a creative person Mm -hmm. I want to be like when we're at this event should we do that should we do this I'm not just going to sit here and be told what you want me to do and like you like that about me and I know a lot of people wouldn't like that in this world but I like it you like it it's a good thing isn't it yeah from from the get go from our first event from us doing a bit of kink together like 
I said to you, I got fucking bored of subs that just want me to turn up and have this amazing creative idea for how I'm going to fuck them. And then they're just going to sit there, take it, and then not offer anything back. I'm not going to get off on that anymore. Yeah. There was a time and place for it once upon a time. And every so often there's a time and place for it with us where I'll surprise you. Yeah. But like, I want a bit of feedback. I want a partner. I don't want just someone who's just going to not give anything to the situation. Yeah. That was my development in where I'm at. And mm-hmm. like... I know that a lot of dummy guys would probably be put off by that. But, like, again, this is what I'll say. Like, that's how I'm going to be and I continue to be. And I know that a lot of guys that I've met as well, who are very similar to myself, are pretty much the same. They've got partners who they've been with now for a while or they've got regular play partners and stuff like that. If they're not offering something back and forth, it's not going to last. Yeah. Yeah. There's no longevity in it. And that's fine if you just want to get your rocks off, whatever, more power to you. But I'm not that guy. I, from a, a female sub perspective, right, I, I can't speak for male subs, but I couldn't understand how you would be enjoying that to the extent that they would portray them it's enjoying boring, it. Isn't it. How how dull just turning up every day and being like, oh, just do whatever he wants to me. The fantasy's not there. No. Part of the fantasy still. is that someone's giving you something to feed off, innit? Mm, do you know what I mean? It that, is for yeah. us. I suppose we just can't understand that mindset enough, can we? Which is why we don't we don't do it. Yeah. How do we meet? <laughs> So we mentioned it before on FetLife. Yeah. So I, as a female on FetLife, you get a lot of attention, get bombarded. Your by... inbox is a lot more full than mine. I've only yes. got, and I swear this to you, Jamie, I've got messages from blokes trying to buy my socks off me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's just gay dudes just trying to get the rocks off. And I'm like... You never get girls messaging you, do you? Never had a girl message. And me. I have done that a few times and instantly they reply like, oh my God, hi. it's a massive confidence boost of being a a girl in that space honestly it is honestly anyway so yeah i wouldn't reply to literally like one message in a blue moon it's normally because it's my friend messaging me on there yeah that's mentioning something about an event or whatever so special about me so yeah you throw a message and i'm just like so i said this and i don't think you still don't believe me but genuinely i'd seen your profile about three weeks before you sent that message Mm. to me i even remember thinking oh should message him maybe but at the time, I wasn't really in that space, was I? I wasn't, basically, I wasn't looking for anyone. What was you doing, Lanny? I was too busy having fun. Too busy getting <laughs> ragged out by couples. That's, which in our world is called unicorning. It's where Jamie... Little... I'm going to explain it to Jamie because there's something really comical about Jamie's face when I tell him things. Yeah. Like, so unicorning is where a girl, a very special girl who likes guys and girls, or anything in between, gets to meet a couple and then shag them both, basically. You and just, their little unicorn, that's the that's like, what the term is. Turn up on a Friday for. night, have a few bevies and get a bit weird. Yeah. Next mm-hmm. morning, have some breakfast, fuck off. It's basically just like the mates that you hang out with, but you just have sex with them as well. So that's why I liked it, because basically I was going out on dates, which I enjoyed doing, whether it was with single guys, single girls, or couples. Mm. I enjoyed going on dates. Still do. We still do. Yeah. Um, but it was that. And then it was like you get to know these people, you're hanging out with them, it, you're having a laugh, whatever. And then there's that element that imagine if it was just one person but instead it's two and it's like oh this could go somewhere i can't fancy each other yeah, yeah. let's go and have sex like and that's what i did and i didn't i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't that bad you make it sound like i was going around loads of couples top shagger I, I did get a title but, but yeah i mate shagger would call me top shagger for a long time and i took that title yeah and the funny thing is you know when um I suppose when you're younger and you're like, you're counting your numbers of how many people you slept with. Well, it got a bit like exponential growth happened mm. at this point because every time you had sex with somebody, you doubled, you, it was double the amount. <laughs> it was two people at once. God fucking hates you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's when, so when you were messaging me, I was literally in a phase and I'd been doing it for probably about two or three months of like, I'm just enjoying this. I don't want anything else. I don't want to put any pressure on anything else. I'm not looking for a dom. You know, if a single guy had come along and it was just a bit of fun, I was, like, relatively open to it. And that's what I thought you were going to be, literally. So I replied to your message because I like your profile and you were fit. And I was like, all right, here we go. Messaged you. And it just, like, you, within three messages, I think it was, you asked me on a date. And, like, that is... That's top shagger material right yeah. there. That has always been the thing I've said because I've been single for many years, like over the years. On and off, obviously, but for a long time, out of all my friends, I've spent the most time single as an adult. Yeah. And everyone always said whenever they were single, like, how do you do it? You know, give me tips on dating apps and so on. And I would always say, if they don't ask you out early on, either give up on them or you ask them out because do not talk to somebody for more than, and I've shortened this over the years, more than a week. Absolutely no more than a week. And now my preferable would be one day. 
I'm not going to talk to you more than 24 hours if you don't ask me out. Yeah. You're wasting my time. But the reason why I acted so quick as well is because I thought you was probably just getting berated by guys. I was just shooting my shot. And if it didn't land, fuck it, on to the next one. Yeah. But like, I was back on FET. I was like tailoring my profile to the shit that I wanted to get back into. Like not that long since come out of a vanilla relationship where I'd not been doing any kink whatsoever. And I thought, fit looking kinky girl, seems like my kind of vibe. Let's have it. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like the good thing about FET is you can quite literally list the things that you're into or interested in trying. And I saw that we had a quite a similar yeah, like, list. And I'd swear to you now, I ain't curated mine and you ain't curated yours. Well, no, I know you hadn't because I'd seen your profile three yeah, weeks before. Yeah, yeah. Like legit. Yeah, so yeah. it was just kind of like, I like to say a match made in heaven, but it's probably one in hell really. And it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, the shit that we're into, in hell. for sure. And in a like, good way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you, obviously prior to that, I was just doing like a one night stander thing with a random girl that's the girl that we bumped into in a certain club in Manchester Manchester, and you was like she's fuck ugly (laughs) yeah oh don't you love it though when you see somebody's ex or somebody they slept with and you're just like what were you thinking it was bad she was 6'3 Was she? Yeah. She was tall, but six three. She put heels on. She was six three. It may, I'm for reference. I'm five ten. I felt like Gimli stood next to her. <laughs> you know, can't which, believe you. Went which there. in my in my line of work, you know what I mean. The the shit that I'm into is not that good, but you know I'm decent at MMA. Do you know what I mean? She ain't. She can't handle the takedown. <laughs> Why did you take her down? <laughs> oh, many a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was flirting with that sort of stuff, but she weren't there. Do you know what I mean? She was more like, mm, do me. Mm, just do what you're doing to me. And I was like, it's kind of boring after a bit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. shut up. <laughs> sure. You're not getting my dick off. We met at the perfect time and like we've now sort of started flourishing together, would you say? Yeah, for sure. Well, we've started like not changing our taste, but you know, how long developing have been, How long them. have we been together now? Known each other like nine months. Yeah. And we've yeah. been together since... Well, like eight, because he asked me out so quickly. Yeah. He asked me out on a date quickly. He asked me to be his girlfriend within a month. This guy moves quick. That's not that bad. Jamie, is that that bad? Nah, months, okay. And That's it was fine. a lot in that month, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. we went to a fucking kinky rave. There was a lot in that yeah, month. There was a lot. Like, I was spending a lot of time. It weren't just like we'd seen each other twice and I was working all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then saying that, you were talking about asking me to be a girlfriend within less than that time and kept saying, we'll wait a bit. We'll wait a bit. Yeah, I give it I give it the I give it the showman's month. Do you know what I mean? Like take, take the piss all you want. And then you were like, this is me moving slow. And I was like, oh my god, I was with somebody for how many years did that was I with that Like five years I was with somebody and he wouldn't call me his girlfriend. Legitimately. That's just trauma. That's that trauma. Is, it's it a very different yeah, very yeah. different type of relationship. I was like, so this is moving very fast. For you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was all good. None yeah. of it was bad. Like no. I was very happy with the way how fast it was. And it's going it all right. Just... I'm not the worst guy in the world, am I? You're not the worst. I've got some lethal shits. Oh, your farts are absolutely farts are awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like someone crawled up inside you and died. And you eat my ass on a regular basis, so I salute you. Yeah, but you're really good at cleaning it. Yeah, I know I do. I've got a clean bussy for the fellas out there. That one's for you. <laughs> I'll tidy it he up. actually I've got a pink little tidy little bus there. Like, <laughs> that is good. Gonna... He's taken a picture of it once before and it actually looks like a looks vagina. Like a pussy. Yeah, no, I sent my mates a picture of my ass and they all thought it was a girl's pussy and they were like, why are you sending nudes? Like, and they're like, in my group chat, they were all like, whose nudes are these? Da, 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 da. I was like, it's my ass. Oh, do you know what I'm really happy about that your friends were like, whose consent are you breaking there by sending us yeah, nudes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lads. Because most lads' group chats were a lot worse than that, FYI. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that another time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where we're at now in kink this is an interesting one and I'm going to start with explaining a few things to Jamie okay Jamie do you know what CNC means right okay CNC stands for consensual non-consent that still doesn't really give much doesn't give much away right I'm going to give you the PG version and then I'm going to give you the not PG version so you know when you tickle someone and you keep tickling them right and they're laughing and you don't stop Right, that is technically consensual non-consent because you're tickling them and they're saying stop, <laughs> but they're, they're actually laughing and enjoying it. Now the other version. I've of never it, heard that description before. That's actually a really good description. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. The other version of it is tying someone up in a barn with a balaclava on, <laughs> putting a, a a wand on the clit, and then shagging them. And then stepping away, going and having some... I, I, in my case, I went and had some hula hoops and some... Not hula hoops, some uh, Cocoa Pops. And then come back <laughs> into the barn and just proceeded to carry on doing the same thing. Now, mm-hmm. that is a real situation that genuinely happened. And that's consensual non-consent. This person, prior to that, said, I want you to tie me up and have your way with me. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So it's they're giving their consent, but they're looking or they're coming they across like they're like not giving they're, their they consent. They have no control and no That's consent the, in the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's very different levels to this as well. A lot of different levels. It can go from anything from just being like, I'm going to be gagged or whatever, and you're taking your voice away or whatever, yeah. and you will just lie there and take it. That's probably like, that's the... The nice end of it. The other yeah. end of it is like someone's raping you. That's yeah, what yeah. It's, like. it's, it's 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 very much on the lines of it doesn't seem like rape. Yeah. yeah, and to the point where the girl will be screaming, "No, get off!" Yeah, me. all of them. Yeah, words, you know? like the panicky yeah. element of it, and it's really, really extreme in the kink world. But it's sort it of is. like, unfortunately, it's become sort of like the last bastion of like because most girls start off with just a little bit of S and M. And then the progression starts to go into like full restraints, then sensory deprivation. And then you, when you flirted with all these things, it does lead you eventually to the point where you have zero control in that situation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really liked this idea. We've not, in, in all fairness, <laughs> do we talk about our first attempts in the park? <laughs> yeah, because it's fucking hilarious. So, I've done it quite a lot in the past, not so much recently. Me and Land... It's re- because it's fucking winter outside. It's, yeah, it was fucking freezing. <laughs> Literally. Do you know, I, don't know, I don't know if you realise, it's hard enough to get your cock hard in the cold anyway, but... When it's you... cold and it's, like, dark and horrible. Yeah. And then, like, it, it really ruins the vibe. And the thing with CNC is it's best outdoors because you're in an environment that you don't really either know very well or not able to control. Yeah. You're not in your front room or in your bedroom or whatever. Yeah. Surrounded by things that you're comfortable with. You can with. do it there, but it's better you when can. you do it in a setting. The setting yeah. for CNC is, massively some, is what adds to the mentality of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened was, me and Lan were feeling a bit fruity one night, and Lan's really itching to do CNC. It's like one of our mutual shared loves. And I was like, right, okay, let's just go do some outdoorsy sex stuff, and then we'll do some CNC stuff, and we'll flirt with it, right? So we go to a location that Lan's been a top shagger in for a while, <laughs> no, I've just, I've just frequented she once shagged or twice. in local parks. <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> and then we get to the location, and she swears blind to me that in this location, there's going to be no issues. No one goes there. It's quiet, whatever. So I'm setting the scene up, moving all of this. Like there was like debris all over the floor because there was a broken fence, all that type of stuff. I'm setting the scene up so that I can tie her up and fuck her in this area, right? I shit you not, not 10 seconds after I'm about to start, I've got my phone light on, it's pitch black, midwinter, right? About five feet away from us, we hear fucking Susan walking the dog. Susan, I'm using Susan because that's what I call like most old women. And she's like, in the field next to us. And yeah. I'm like, line, pack it up, let's go. So mm-hmm. we're like, like, that's dead in the water, let's ditch it. We tried to walk further into this part location. So there's like two fields next to each other. We walk further into this park. I find what looks like a quiet wooded area. And I'm like, fuck it, we'll do it here. And then... In hindsight, I knew that weren't a good spot. Right, in hindsight, (laughs) you should have fucking said that then, shouldn't you? You know what I mean? I just really wanted to do it. But, so the audience are aware, it's pitch black. It looks like a forest. It's in a park, but admittedly, it's a park at night time in winter. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't expect anyone to be there. 10 o'clock at night. 10 o'clock at night. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. Yeah. 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 It's fucking, it's chasing dinner time at Mm -hmm. best. Or bedtime. Prime dogging time, that. Prime dogging, yeah. In certain areas, it's prime dogging time. (laughs) Anyway, it's funny that you mentioned dogging. (laughs) Because... We start, I'm ripping your knickers off and ripping your clothes off. I've got a knife out. The whole scene's about to start. It's going that way. I'm messing with you, all that type of stuff, right? And then out of nowhere, a fucking German shepherd, I shit you not, (laughs) is spitting distance away from me. So it's like at the tree line, weren't it? Yeah. And it stopped and it was just yeah. going and barking, wait, trying to get its attention from its owner. I'm fucking topless. You've ripped my knickers off. Yeah. I still had like my bottom half kind of on, didn't you? You had your pants around your ankles. I had a skirt on, isn't it? Anyway. No, you had, you no was, I didn't. You... My pants around my ankles, that's right, right. So I'm obviously, all like flesh is on show yeah. and it's dark. So you could see me because you could see my skin like yeah. that. So you would throw my jacket at me and you're just like, get dressed and go. You're throwing everything in a bag. I got my freaking pants around my ankles trying to get my top on and I just couldn't get my arm through the holes. And you're running off and I'm there trying to cover I up. F- my, it was I f- the worst. I threw, I threw your fucking clothes at you. I just, Literally I just, threw them at me. Just get ready and go because... I right, well, option option one, the German <laughs> shepherd kills me. Option two, the police arrest me. What, mind, what did you expect? I'd spit all over my face because you'd spat on me. 
<laughs> I couldn't breathe because you, you, my knickers had been in my mouth yep. gagging me and you're like, fucking get up. And I'm like, whoa, I'm so disorientated. <laughs> anyway, we got away from there. We walked around the corner. I've put my clothes back on at this point. There was somebody sat on a bench not even like three metres away smoking weed, weren't they? And we were yeah. just like, yeah, they yeah. probably saw the whole thing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the fucking dog. But in all fairness, if I was out smoking weed at night just trying to chill and I saw a couple about to have sex, I probably wouldn't say anything. You just watch. I'm that kind we of We would, but we're them people. We're them people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's one of our many interests. We've <laughs> yeah. got plenty of others. Yeah. Like, um, obviously, we've we've definitely got a DS relationship. Yeah. In some element. Not the cringy way, as we've expressed, but we've got a DS relationship in terms of what we're into, the way that we do our sort of things. Yeah. yeah. And... You've kind of sort of progressed from the stuff that you was into into very different things now, haven't you? Like where you're at with things. I don't really know. It's like you don't do much impact anymore, do you? No, I think that's just because you don't love it, and then I'm not really that bothered anymore. Yeah. And that impact's always like ebbs and flows anyway. You've got to be in the mood for pain. You have started exploring strap-ons, though. I have started exploring strap-ons. They had my first proper strap-on experience at the weekend. Top just gone. I was top shagger again. That title's never going. I'm keeping it no, permanently. But, but it's going to be a battle now, isn't it? For who I'm wins. still winning. It's fine. But <laughs> our little play thing that we play with is definitely a more of a top shagger than us. Not Bilbo. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She is for sure. Yeah, she is the top shagger title. She's more of a swinger though. She's you get that. More of a swinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're not really swingers, but we can. We're going to need a whole episode it. to address. Just that in general. Obviously, yeah, we've got sure. notes here for stuff that we want to talk about, but like we are getting danger close. I'm happy to go like a little bit over, like, but like I want to mm. really dig into some of this stuff. For sure. for sure, this is meant to be a little introduction to us, what we like, and just like yeah, a general start for the podcast. So we can't give it all away anyway. Yeah, no, right. So we're, as we said, as yeah. I said before, a bit of callback for you. I'm just going to tickle the balls a little bit. Mm-hmm. We are going to be getting into, like I say, this is our diary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to have some guests on. We are hoping to have guests on as often as possible. Put this in the outside world right now. So if you're a kinkster comic or anything in between and you want to be on the podcast, you can reach out to us at whipsandgigglespodcast at gmail.com. That's whipsandgigglespodcast at gmail.com. Please get in touch with us if you want to come on, if you've got any stories from the kink world. If you're a comic and you're getting into kink or you've done some kinky shit, I want to hear your stories. Even if you're a comic and you didn't know anything about kink, come on, and we will have a laugh with you. You can ask us some questions, because we're here to open our lives to you guys as well. That's the I just want to have interesting people on the podcast that are into some weird shit, Uh and if they want to learn about it or they want to talk about it, the zero elite is a we just want to have conversations and like document our journey really yeah. don't we yeah for sure we've also decided this because we've kind of nicked it from a few other podcasts but we want to yeah. do kinky confession time so if this episode goes really fucking well right and it gets out there to enough people using said email address sorry about this uh jamie you might have to deal with this at some point um <laughs> we want your stories we want your questions we want your confessions and we're yeah. going to read them on the podcast. We're going to talk about them on the podcast. And we're basically going to get into what you fuckers have been up to, not just us. Because while we're into some shit, I know I'm normal. <laughs> in comparison to some of the shit that you fuckers are into. For sure. Like We're not that extreme. We're not that extreme, but I'm, I'm really excited about the potential we possibility. We welcome the extreme. Yeah, we want you to talk Plus to us. Plus, we welcome the not extreme and the just what we yeah. might consider a little bit more, like, tame. But if if you want to write in and tell us stuff like I that... I want the stories, I listen. want the questions, I want the confessions, like, yeah. and at any degree you see fit for that. Anything else? No, I think I think that's good. That was a, that was a good first episode. Well, I think it went all right. First ever podcast I've ever made in my life, guys, as well. Hey, Can we just say that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm buzzing for it. Yeah. And I'm really excited about where this is going to go. Big thank yep. you to Jamie, by the way, yep. behind the desk. Woo-hoo. I'm so sorry if I've mentally scarred you at all. Today, it's only going to get worse, Jamie. It's only going to get worse, mate. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Um, so that would be yeah. Whips and Giggles, episode one, out. Yeah. Cheers for listening, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye.